All right. How's everybody doing? Hopefully, hopefully everybody's coming in into the channel, into into the YouTube world and the Facebook world. You know what's crazy, guys, is that most of the um, Bible studies get like what do they get? Like two to three hundred views, probably three three something, huh? If we all gathered here in this building, we wouldn't be able to fit. You know, so um, that's crazy. You know, when you think about it, how how like the virtual world is so huge, you know, and, and big and like like technology. You know, we can interact. There's a lot of you guys that you guys converse, talk, never met each other in person, but yet... Everybody like knows the names of the different names of people. Those of you that are brand new, those of you that are brand new on here, um, welcome, welcome to our channel. Every single Wednesday we go live and do a Bible study. Every Sunday morning we do a Sunday service at ten o'clock in the morning, and then Sharon and I do a devotional Monday through Friday. We pre-record it, like we're going to pre-record tonight's. And then we release it 3 o'clock in the morning. That way the East Coast can get to watch it as a devotional in the mornings. You know, so um, welcome to the channel. Um, I had Brother Ernie, he had suggested, he says he can never hear the questions or the remarks that Sharon says. Um, so we actually got her a microphone. She won't be on... A little baby microphone. She won't be on camera. Um, she's muted right now but whenever she does have a question or something yeah or else it would pick up all the noises you make over there so whenever she does have a suggestion or question or whatever I have a button here and it'll it'll um, make her mic live we don't want two mics having room room sound because then it'll get too loud so actually watch say something something I went through all the trouble of doing it, and that's all you can do, say something? Oh, what, you press the button? <laughs> yeah. So, guys, can you hear her clearly now that she's talking? Can you say something? Something. Okay, she's being a smart aleck today. So, um, I, did, I just muted her again. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like Twitter. So, uh, um, guys... Um, before we start off, um, there's a few prayer requests. Um, number one is my cousin Gloria, who is feeling very sick. Um, did she test positive? Yes. She tested positive. Uh, Gloria is not only my cousin, my first cousin, but she also is the leader here for Spanish um, Bible study on Thursday nights. She did our children's for years, you know, and... Um, uh, I just literally got the call from my mom. Well, she was trying to call me while I was setting up, but yeah, my mom called. Call. Yeah, and um, it's it's she's feeling really bad. She doesn't want to eat, so we're, I want to pray for her. There was another. What else? Oh, Sister Lydia, Sister Lydia, who is um, a pastor here, along with Al. Um, her sciatic nerve is is just really really um, been flaring up the last last few months. Huh? Yeah, and it, and uh, yeah, yeah, several families, COVID, we're just different things, you know. So, 
I don't I don't want to I don't want to leave it for last. And and many of you guys, if you know a loved one or if you are not feeling too great or whatnot, um, I don't have to know your prayer, but just um, know that this prayer is for you also because God knows all the requests that we have, all the petitions that we have. Uh, so, Lord God, we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we come together, Lord, all around this nation, Lord God, so many of us that are watching, maybe even other countries, Lord. And we just, right now, Lord God, we lift up glory in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, for that sickness of COVID. We command it to, be, to, to stop and for the symptoms to go away in the name of Jesus and for that sickness to die in her body in the name of Jesus. We pray, pray for a fast recovery in Jesus' name, for her appetite to come back in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray for Sister Lydia and the sciatic nerve, Lord, for, for whatever has to happen within her body, within her uh, tissues and her nerves. We command it to be healed right now in the name of Jesus Christ. For anyone else that is out there that is not feeling well, that is feeling sick, or that is feeling under weather, or even maybe you're not sick, but you're sick in your heart and sick in your mind, we pray for healing in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Mm. I'm going to give Brother Anthony, bam, the uppercut the enemy in Jesus' name. Christian Tellus, mm -hmm. and I'll give that person this one right here. Look at that. That is the super cat stepping on the COVID virus bat. So, all right, guys. I, I know those of you on Facebook are, are like, what is uh, that? Santos, please. Santos? Uh, okay. Oh, no? Did I just give a free one out? Actually, not that you gave it out, but it's our, it's our bubble gets portraying to be Santos Hmm. Okay, so um, guys, we're just going to go ahead and, um, and dive in. We started Joseph, the story of Joseph last week, part one, and right here we're going into part two. Huh? What? Okay, let me just get this out of the way. Sal, this one's for you, man. This one is for you. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know where this even started, the super cats. Tell Santos that we know that's not him. Wait, yeah, go ahead. Santos, we know that's not you. Don't worry. All right. So, guys, um, because we're not doing a, because a, we started in, in chapter 37 of Genesis, we're not doing a straight story. So, for instance, this next chapter, 38, we're going to skip it. I'll tell you why. Because we're studying Joseph. And actually chapter 38 diverts the story away from Joseph and talks about one of Joseph's brothers, which is Judah, which is a great, great, it's a great study. But we're not studying Judah right now. We're studying Joseph. So we're going to skip chapter 38. Um, feel free to read that on your own after, you know, during this week, you know, um, but the only reason we're skipping it is because it has nothing to do with Joseph. So uh, if you remember last week. Joseph had dreams, he had visions, his brothers hated him, they threw him into a pit, they sold him as a slave into these merchants that were traveling into Egypt, and in Egypt, a man named Potiphar, who was a captain of the guard, bought him as a slave. And that's where we left it off. And uh, we're skipping chapter 38, and we're going right into chapter 39. So now Joseph is a slave in Egypt. So... Um, 
again, real quick, we want to make this a, this as interactive as possible. If you have a question, if you have a remark, if you have a statement, if I say something incorrect, you know what I mean, um, feel free to, to comment. If it pertains to this study, we have Sister Jennifer watching Facebook. And Sharon is watching YouTube. Sharon now has her own microphone, so I know sometimes people can't hear her because she's the one that's furthest away because we check temperatures as people come in. So she has to be the furthest away. That's why she's always the lowest when whenever she um, she talks. So now she has a little tiny microphone right in front of her. So um, so she'll just wave me, wave to me. Jennifer waves to me. Okay, here we are, chapter thirty nine, verse one. Uh, it says, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh. So guys, remember, Pharaoh, if you don't know, is like the king. He is, there's no one higher than the Pharaoh. Matter of fact, the Egyptian pharaohs believed they were bigger than a king. They believed they were gods. So Pharaoh is really high up and Potiphar was really close in that hierarchy. So he had a lot of pull. You know, it says, And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. So these people went and they sold Joseph to Potiphar. Uh, it said, The Lord was with Joseph. Um, I think I want to pause there, man, because this is something we really need to not just skim through. Because remember, at this time, people believed that, um, I think, see, the, the people of, of Israel had no idea. They had no idea that um, God was bigger than Israel. He had no idea. Well, actually, there wasn't an Israel yet. But you know how God promised Abraham, out of you I'll make a great nation. I'll take, uh, you need to go to the promised land. So Abraham, Isaac, Jacob... You know, so so now Jacob had Joseph. So because he was taken out of that promised land into Egypt. See, here's another thing. I just thought to say this. Back then, people thought or believed that gods could only have certain control. Like if the god of, of um, this nation, that like that god only had sovereign, sovereignty over that area. So if somebody came and snatched you out of that land, it's they believe that your God um, couldn't help you. Like, almost like a good luck charm. People hang a little rabbit's foot in their car and they think if for some reason they get in somebody else's car and they get in a wreck, they're like, oh man, because my rabbit's foot was in my other car. You know, like almost like they think it has like this limit limitation. So I think that because God wasn't yet fully known like think about it um jacob jake there's a place called jacob's ladder because he had fell asleep and um and he had a dream about angels coming up and down and he actually built an altar there so, uh, saying this is where god is at so that gives us a more um a, a proof that they believed that god was here god was here god was here that's why jacob met, had that jacob's ladder because he thought like man god must be here you know, and unfortunately, sometimes we still do that. You actually think God is, is in the church more than he is in your living room. Sometimes we get that mixed up too. Like, 
oh man, I got to act my best because I'm coming into the church. Dude, God was there the whole time. He's there in your living room. He's there in your backyard. He's there in your car. He's there at your workplace. So we act like that sometimes, you know, but nevertheless, I like that it says this verse. It says the Lord was with Joseph because I believe that Joseph, maybe for, maybe for an instant, maybe he felt like, man, I'm, I'm taken away from my father and now I'm in Egypt. So now, now I'm subject to the gods of Egypt because my God is where my father's at. But the Bible says here that the Lord was with Joseph. You know, so even back then, where God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So even in your hardest times, you got to remember, a lot of times we think like, man, God ain't with me anymore, or God forgot about me, or, or whatever we think, you know. And just remember, Joseph was sold as a slave, hated by his brothers, bought as a slave in another land where they worship other gods, yet the Bible says that God was still with Joseph. And if God was with Joseph, then surely he's going to be with you. Because the Bible says that God is no respecter of men. He don't care if you're a king. He don't care if you live under a bridge. He's no respecter of men. He doesn't care how much money you got, how much money you don't got, or, or anything. So if God is going to be with Joseph, then rest assured he's going to be with you too. So it says here, the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. And he was in a house of his master, the Egyptian. Um, I'm going to keep reading. Verse 3, And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. What chapter where are we at now? We're in chapter 39, verse 3. Genesis 39, 3. So, not, man, this is, this is awesome. Have you ever had an encounter where somebody doesn't even know you, or maybe it's your job, or maybe it's your work, and maybe you don't talk you about the Lord. Did we skip 38? Yeah. We yeah. did skip 38. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We skipped 38, guys. So um, because of that, a lot of times your boss will see you, or somebody will see you, and it's like they see everything you do get blessed. So not only did Joseph, was the Lord with Joseph, but the Lord made it clear that everybody would see that God was with Joseph. And it reminds me of Deuteronomy where it says you're blessed coming in and blessed going out. Even though that wasn't even written yet at this time. You know, but it says that his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So they're confused as to why you went from 37 to 39. Yeah, I did a whole explanation of this. Somebody is jumping in late. Yeah, because we talked about it. Huh? He was here last week. No, I explained what happened earlier. Did he jump in late? Yeah. Yeah, Anthony, um, we're doing the the story of Joseph. Or for anybody else that's jumping on late, (laughs) we're doing the story of Joseph. We're not doing reading through Genesis. Uh, Chapter 38 has nothing to do with Joseph. You can read it on your own time, but we want to do the story of Joseph. And um, chapter 38 actually talks about his brother Judah. So it's almost like the story diverts to Judah for one chapter, and then it goes back to Joseph. So that's why we're skipping 38, because it has nothing to do with the story of Joseph. So um, where are we at? Uh, 
his master saw that the Lord, I'm reading three again, his master saw that the Lord is with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So even though Joseph had been sold, God was still going to prosper him. I had this brother, man, he, he's a brother, and he asked me a question one time. He, he I think he had a house church, he's, he's, he's led groups, um, real smart guy. And he tells me, he goes, uh, I'm trying to remember how he worded it. He goes, do you believe that God blesses us um, no matter what? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, then how do you reconcile that to, to people in other nations and in other times? I was like, well, what do you mean? I didn't understand what he was saying. And he was basically saying, how is it that you're saying that God blesses us, but yet people are starving, people die, people are, and I said, oh, I get what you're saying. I said, so let me define blessing. Because people in America think, you know how we say, oh, God's going to bless you, God's going to bless you, and it doesn't fit the narrative of other countries, because in other countries, there's Christians that are starving right now. They're going to bed hungry. So they'll be like, because you know here, like, they teach a lot of prosperity, and I'm like, oh, first of all, let me define the blessings. Blessing does not actually mean prosperity. I said, I'll give you a perfect life example. I said, I was in prison. I was living out of a locker. I had no access to leave. I wasn't with my children. I was told when to sleep and when to wake up. But yet, I would be with Brother Johnny, Brother Edwin, and I'd be like, man, I'm blessed today. Why? For instance, Sacramento County Jail, I got blessed because they made me a trustee. What does that mean? It means my cell door was never locked. I could use a shower and use the phones anytime I wanted to, 24-7. That might not fit the blessings of somebody out here, but within that circle, I was blessed. So you, let's say you're the one living under a bridge and there's five people around you. That person, somebody could be like, man, I just found a tent. Somebody just handed me a whole tent. I'm blessed. That might not mean a blessing to the person living in the suburbs. So God is going to bless you within your circle of where you're at. Does that make sense? It doesn't necessarily mean God is going to prosper you, make you rich, and you're going to have a personal jet. That's not what, that's a, that's a twisted way of hearing that word. And, and it's like, it's westernized Christianity. You know, how many of you have ever gave... Like, like, you know, it's real easy. Like 7-Eleven has like pizzas for six bucks. Grab a pizza. Go give it to somebody who looks hungry. And, and that person probably has tore up shoes, is cold, and you just gave them a warm pizza. And they'd be like, man, thank you for blessing me. But we'd be like, man, if I was sitting on the curb and I had tore up shoes and cold, I wouldn't feel so blessed. So you got to understand that the blessings of God don't always mean that you know, you're going to be the CEO. Uh, super chat, uh, Cindy and Alex's mom. Cindy and Alex's mom? Mm -hmm. Both of their moms? Yeah, well, their mom. Oh, okay. I turn <laughs> it, your mic on. It's, it's Mama Winter. All right, bam. There it is. Thank you for the super chat. Okay, amen. So um, where are we at? Oh, were they able to hear you clearly? Mm. Okay. So that's how I told the brother. I said, that's what it means where God will bless you 
um, all no matter what, no matter what, you know. Um, so um, I say that to say this. Yeah, Joseph was away from his dad. Yeah, Joseph was away from his family, away from his land, and his freedom had been taken from him. So somebody would say, man, that ain't, that don't sound like a blessing. But yet within that capacity of, of being a slave to this guy, even within that household that says that he was successful. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Got to understand, man, this Joseph is getting, he's like a, a pawn in a chess game and God is just setting him up for for success. You got another another thing you got to understand too is that a lot of times God will set you up to bless you even though you're three steps back and it don't look like a blessing. God is already speaking into he's he's setting you up and positioning you for something great and maybe Joseph wasn't feeling it but he sure was he trusted God. You know what's the thing you say? I always say the four Ps that he was he was uh, persecuted, he persevered, and being positioned for God's purpose, and and that for me was because the story of Joseph is so special. And a lot of the times, yeah, even even in the secular, we sometimes don't even see because we can be he was being positioned even in the secular, you know. And sometimes we may go through things in life, even in the secular and the things of the world. But, but sometimes, even those moments, we're being positioned for God's purpose. Yeah. You know, and and we have to be able to recognize when God's being able to just position us for for His purpose. Exactly. Thank you. So this is crazy, man. God was already setting him up. Those of you that know the story of Joseph and how it ends up, you can see God's hand already moving. And, and again, I like to let you know that maybe your, your circumstances right now don't look so great. And, but God is still going to bless you through it. You've got to learn to recognize what those are, you know, and you see those blessings. And, and what will happen is later on, you'll see why you went through that. Mm -hmm. Because you got to understand, Joseph, and we have a lot to reading to do over the next few weeks, but you're going to see that Joseph will be able to look back at this and say, man, if this didn't have happened, then this wouldn't have happened later. You know, I, actually, you're a good point, good example. Um, Alfonso's here because as long as I've known Alfonso, he's a working man, loves to work. Like, he loves working. <laughs> like, he gets excited to work. And you messed up your shoulder, your arm, shoulder. your shoulder, right? To the point where where he couldn't work. And I know there's a few times where he texts me. He's like, man, I'm going crazy, man. I'm not used to this. I'm not used to sitting at home. At home. I don't know what it's like to sit at home. And even if he was home, he was always doing something. And he was, I don't, I don't know how to do this, you know. But over time, I know there's, there's times where he was like, you know what? I got to take... I got to take this time that God has given me because he's obviously doing it for a reason and for a purpose, you know, and I think he's, I think you've come to terms with that, that God set you aside. I mean, you, dude, first of all, you have a book that you published. Um, you probably built a huge bond with your boys that you probably wouldn't have had because you were always working before and, and they needed you, you know what I mean? And they, and, and so just a lot of things just fell into place 
But at first, he's like, dude, I'm all messed up. My shoulder messed up. I can't work. And all this stuff was going on, you know. And But see, God is starting, God positions us and starts placing us in things to, to, like, I, I say it like this, is that if it took two years to sit you down to get you right, isn't that worth the rest of your life in the Lord? You know, sometimes he'll, he'll sit you aside, you know. Uh, I hated the fact that that I was in prison at first, man. But now, when I think back, I will, I, I, in a weird, bittersweet kind of way, I gladly accept the fact that I was away for six years, because look, now I've been out for ten serving God. You know, so the the good outweighed the bad. You know, and but at the time, I didn't like it. I mean, who does? You know, so. Anyways, back to here, um, his master saw that the Lord was with Joseph because everything he did it would just prosper him. Everything he did. Super chat, Alvina. Super chat? Okay, let's see. Let's do this one. Bam. Alvina? Yes. Thank you. All right. Um, verse, where are we at here? Four. Look at this. It said, Joseph, so Joseph found favor in his sight, in, in, in Potiphar, in his master's sight, and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had put, and, and, oh yeah, and all that he had, he put under his authority. So... <laughs> He comes in as a young 17-year-old slave. And within who knows how much time, he became overseer of all of his affairs, all of his whole household. <clears throat> he gave him the, the keys to the front door. He gave him access to everything, you know. And it's like, it's pretty awesome, the fact of, of that, that he just, he found favor, you know. And again... That's what happened to me. That's how I became a trustee, you know, because I found favor in, in the Sacramento County Jail and Sheriff. It's crazy because I still remember his name. Uh, his name was Officer Waterstrap. And you know that show on Netflix that came on about the women in County Jail and Sac? I can't remember what it was called. Did you ever see that show on Netflix? Orange something? No. No, that's Orange is a New Black. It's a show. But it was a, it was a documentary about the Sacramento County Jail, and it showed a lot of the women. Remember that show? Mm-hmm. Anyways, it showed Officer Waterstrap, the one that gave me my, my uh, trustee job. And I got all excited. I'm like, oh, man, that's him. That's the officer. But anyways, um, guys, you got to understand that um, to be a trustee is a big deal. First of all, that meant I would pass out lunches, and um, our unit wasn't, wasn't full. Not every cell. There was a lot of empty cells. But they would still give us a whole rack um, for feeding, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So usually there was about 10 extra trays. Wow. You know, and I'm the one that passed them out. So what happened was obviously I hooked myself up. But second <laughs> is the other nine or so extra trays. I knew who didn't have commissary. Oh, wow. So usually the officers would be like, leave, leave the extras alone, let it, let it go back. But Officer Waterstrap would let me. He understood. He knew I was a Christian. He knew I was a believer. And I'm like, I said, Officer, 
There's people here that don't have commissary. They're going to go back and they're going to throw them away anyways. Yeah. You know, so I would just boom, I would, I would, I would get all the trays, empty them out. And, um, and I would give them to whoever didn't have food. Yeah. And, um, and if there was extras and everybody had food and there was somebody that wanted, like, they like that one, they'd be like, dude, David, man, hook me up, you know, and I would do it. So I'd be, I got blessed and I ended up being a blessing to everybody there. You know, so it's like, in a way, um, God gave me favor, you know, and um, that's, and I'm, gonna, I'm probably this chapter, I'm going to refer a lot to that time because it just reminds me of it. I think, I think yeah. um, when, we, when we begin to thank the Lord for our trials, they become the biggest lessons in our lives, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I think it's important because when you do begin to thank him for those trials, they they become the biggest biggest blessings, and they're the ones that you actually grow from. They're the ones that you yeah. that bring you ahead in life, and they're they're the ones that actually um, that just move you ahead in life because they're the ones that bring most growth from you. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important you prosper from those. So it's important that from the beginning that we continuously, we humble ourselves and we always constantly just thank them for the trials that we go through. Exactly. I agree on that. Yeah. Because uh, how can you grow without a trial? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the old saying back then, people, I've heard people say, without conflict, there's no growth. You got to have some kind of conflict to grow. Mm -hmm. You know? Resistance. Yeah. How do you grow muscle? Yeah. Unless you have resistance. Exactly. And, and I agree on that. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And I, and I think even even when people, when you have people that have gone through abuse, when you have people that have gone through hardship in life, when you've gone through so many things in life, time past or whatever it be, um, those are the things that you have to be thankful that you've gone through those things because those are the things that you got to remember that those things in the past are part of your testimony that you yeah. know those are those are like the, the, the opposition the things that mm-hmm. the Lord is going to use to plant the seeds for others to yeah. to grow mm-hmm. from you know and when you plant those seeds that's part of your testimony that is going to help others to enlighten their life to bring help bring others into you know into the kingdom mm-hmm. and that's that's what's important that's when when I say that you know God positions you so that you can help others move forward into the kingdom and he will position you and use everything that you have been through in your life so that you can be able and he can use you for his purpose Amen. and it's it's not for us it's for him yeah. you ever heard that saying we're walking testimonies yeah. yeah 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 that's what she's speaking about wow exactly you know um <clears throat> they see you as the light yeah <laughs> yeah you shine in there. All that pain, all so that hurt. So humble. Yeah. 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 You know, you know, it's crazy is that even after, because there was a moment where, where, because um, I was in an active pod and they told me, um, the dude that was calling the shots in that pod was like, you got to, you got to quit giving Bible studies because I was giving Bible studies every, as soon as the doors would pop for everybody else, because my cell was never, I would give a Bible study and they're like, you got to quit spreading that poison. And I thought it was the funniest thing because the enemy will call the word of God poison, you know? Yeah. And um, so there was that one point where um, they actually went into my cell and jumped me and told me to roll it up. But I'm so stubborn that I, I refuse to roll it up, which is really dangerous, guys. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> but 
I refused to leave, you know. And a uh, matter of fact, I still kept getting the trays, and I still kept blessing the ones I knew didn't have any commissary because a lot of times the the love of God will shatter and break the hate of the enemy, you know. And there was some guys that weren't like the shot callers that, that wanted to put harm on me, but you got to understand, you got one or two guys, everybody will follow, you know. And um, I still kept giving. I knew which ones didn't have money for commissary. And I still gave them their lunch and, <laughs> and the extra trays, you know, because um, we can't we can't fight hate with hate. You can't do it. We got to be uh, we got to have the mind of Christ, and that's not easy all the time. And and honestly, I'm be honest, I, I wasn't like happy about it. Yeah. I'm just like God. What you know? What? How am I supposed to feed these people that did this to me? And He's like, How am I supposed to forgive you after what? you guys all did to me mm. <laughs> you know and i'm like okay brother um i was thinking about like in joseph's case um he had so much mercy poured in him you know but he had to go through those trials and yeah sometimes you can't give mercy if you never received mercy amen so a lot of times like some of the most merciful people are probably the most horrible people yeah you know that's yeah. done a lot of stuff in their life because if you get a person that's walked the right track they're not going to have no mercy. Just like what the brother said, the pastor, he said, God, you judge me because if the people judge me, they will have no mercy. Yeah. You know, and it's like, with that was Joseph, heavy. he probably had to go through all that because God was just pouring mercy in him to one day pour mercy, mercy yeah. out. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. like yeah. some of the most hardest individuals are the most merciful people. Like, can you forgive a murderer? Can you forgive a child molester? Can you forget... A liar can you forgive somebody that's hurt you all your life you got to have a lot of mercy poured into you to be able to do that you know and, and 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 you don't expect that because it takes a lot to get that kind of mercy yeah but i think god yeah. forced that's how it, he, he works in a i don't know understand the way he works exactly but those type of situations it's like you're able to give mercy you know you know, you know it's crazy that um afonso says that because like you guys know the book he has, God's Fingerprint. And um, one day we we're conversating, and he messaged me some addresses. He's like, hey, man, I, I just sent some books to these guys. And honestly, I didn't pay attention to the names at first. I just saw that there were addresses in prison. I'm like, oh, cool. You know I mean? That's awesome. Because he had wanted to send a book to everybody on our prison ministry list. And then um, <laughs> one name, I finally actually looked, and one was um, Scott Peterson. Many of you maybe don't know who that is, but here in Modesto, everybody knows who Scott Peterson is. Um, he's from Modesto, and he was put in on death row in San Quentin. His char his his murder charges where he killed his wife and his pregnant baby, the pregnant wife, huh? Yeah. So, I I learned something about mercy when Alfonso did that, and it humbled me because I'm like. Did you just, is that, is this, you know, and he's yeah. like, yeah. That is what he's speaking And then he says, all these other names are all the worst of the worst that I could find. The worst murders, the worst people. Yeah. And I'm just like, you're wow. sending them books. Yeah. And he's like, well, they need to hear the gospel too. Come on. You know, and it yeah. humbled me, brother. It humbled me. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, snap. I remember when yeah. I was talking about that. Yeah, he finally went. And, and it's like, wow. the thing is this, is that in this life, we will pay the consequences of our actions in this life. Yeah. You know, 
you know, it doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to become a Christian, so they're going to let me free or whatever. There's people that would never see freedom ever again here in this life. But who are we to withhold the gospel? We can't. We can't do that. You know, and dude, you taught me something, you know, when you did that, because that that blew me away. So because it's it's not free to mail these books, guys. It's not free to say, oh, I'm going to spend X amount of money to send this to this mass murder that's yeah, and it's like it was going to death row so i, I know that, that book is not going to ever come out of it mm. you know, yeah I, I was sending them to supermax in colorado and i was like man this guy got three life sentences yeah and you it's know? true it's true because he i don't know if you've heard it but he says he knew it was going to death row <clears throat> that means that book would never leave there and and you already know once a book's in the system oh, it, cycles it cycles and cycles and cycles and cycles it. And uh, it. yeah, so we ended up sending God's fingerprint because of, of multiple people giving that way it wouldn't be on your shoulders. Yeah. Um, we it's paid as a Christmas gift to every single inmate on our prison ministry. We sent them Alfonso's book, Amen. you know, and that was because of, of people here, you know, and, and that just gave and, and we were able to do that. And now they're going to receive your book. Yeah. And recently I just sent my book and um and i got blessed and somebody gave me the funds to send that out to all of them also um so my nephew received his book your nephew received it yeah he goes mom did you send me a book and she goes no she goes oh my dear somebody sent me a present and he was just all happy Amen. And then he goes, yeah, did you send me a book? And I go, what's it look like? He goes, it's got a fingerprint. I go, that's one of the brothers from our church. Amen. He goes, amen. He goes, you know what? He goes, I'm going to pay it forward. He goes, will he mind? I go, no, that's what he wants. That's what he wants. I go, you read it, mijo. Read it, and we can read it again, and then pay it forward. He amen. Goes, I will. He goes, that was such a blessing. Thank you. I, said, I have one thing, too, Pastor. Yeah. He told me to tell you thank you. Wow. I got chills. How's that make you feel? Oh, man. I got another one. Watch. He gave me some too because he knows I deal with a lot of people where I work. And he goes, just pray on it, brother. Give it to that right person. And I prayed on it. Mm-hmm. And I seen this one gentleman and, and he was pretty cool, you know. And he goes, will you read? I said, will you read? He goes, yeah. Will you read this book? Goes, oh, man, yeah. So two days later, he comes back. He goes, man, that book was good. Mm-hmm. Came and told me and I told folks him. I like it, that book, man. Amen. I go pass it on to the next but you, man. But you know what? Remember that one uh, preaching that pastor preached that one time about just like scattering seed? Yeah. Remember? That's it. That's it. And I was like, I'm going to scatter this book as far as I can throughout my whole life. Amen. You know, and really try to. Amen. It, you know, because like, like you were saying about Joseph too. And not just because it's the name of my book. I, I look at, I live God's fingerprints. I look for God's fingerprints. Amen. Well, God's yeah. fingerprints were all over Joseph. We can yeah. see it. And I know it's hard for him. Maybe maybe it wasn't hard to be in Potiphar, to be in Egypt, to be under. But yeah. it says here that the hand of God was with Joseph, that, that God was with Joseph, you know. And his favor. And like you were saying, yeah, his that, favor. Like a lot of times people are looking for money. But we should be looking for righteousness, mm-hmm. because yes. the riches of the righteous, uh, unrighteousness are for the righteous, and we're not doing this for the money. But but where, where what are we what are we pointing to? Like like Joseph, 
they've seen the God's fingerprints all over him. They gave him everything. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's the goal as Christians that we need God's fingerprints all over Amen. our lives. Yeah. So we could accomplish whatever mission he has for us. Yeah. So <clears throat> so here in um verse did we read five yet? Yeah, we did. No, no. Five says, So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Oh, man. So not only was God with Joseph, not only did God bless everything Joseph did, but the very fact that Joseph lived in Potiphar's house, God blessed that entire house. Man. That is, that is awesome. That is just like, that is a perfect example, guys, of what I've always said, is we are not called to be influenced by the world. We are called to influence the world. Every place we walk into, it should be us influencing them, Man. not them influencing us. You know, and, and unfortunately, a lot of times it's backwards. We're the believer. We go into a house party. We go here. We go there. We go to a family barbecue, and we end up doing the stuff they do. No, man, it should be the other way around. We are the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. Amen. And Joseph, Amen. he, it's like he changed the atmosphere of that household. Hmm. You know, and it's like we got to ask ourselves, do I do that? Do we change the atmosphere of the place or does the atmosphere change me? That's deep. Yeah. I like that. So, you know, I noticed that when we go someplace, yeah. people um, tend to cuss. Mm -hmm. And they go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm uh, sorry. And and they apologize that they said a bad word. Yeah. So they continue to watch what they say and how Yeah, they I get that a lot. <laughs> my boss does that one, just saying like shut up or just a simple little you know, he says he says, Oh I'm like, well, you, know you just said shut up. They're recognizing the God in you. Yeah. You know But that's cool. Because you know? yeah. I've seen that in my booth where they're they're like uh they're cussing, I'm like, Oh my god, this sounds ugly. Because I used to be like that. But they'll, they'll look at me like, oh, man, I apologize, brother. Hey, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. is what it is, you know. I'm not here to judge you. Yeah, I don't I don't ever try to, I don't no. I don't ever, like, hey, I'm a Christian. You can't talk yeah. like, I don't yeah. do that. You yeah. know, but I think a lot of times when people know, out of respect to God, they'll just kind of like, you it, know. It's showing that you are that, you are that man of God. Yeah, it's showing reverence to the Lord. To the Lord, yes. yes yeah, yes. so. Um, every, so God blessed the house. Verse 6. It says, Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Now Joseph was, was handsome in form and appearance. So in other words, he just left everything to Joseph. Full responsibility to Joseph. And that that is... Again, we can see that the blessings of God are there, but it's interesting because what it's going to go into right here is that it says that Joseph, he was young. He was, I don't know how long he was there, but we know that when he was sold, he was 17. Maybe he was within that year. Maybe he was there a couple years. Either way, he was still a young man. And it says that he was handsome in form and in appearance. And um, there, there's an issue now because of that. In verse 7. And, came, and it came to pass after these things that his master's wife, so Potiphar's wife, cast longing eyes on Joseph, and she said, lie with me. you got to understand, 
Joseph was beyond blessed. All responsibility and trust was given to Joseph. Potiphar is always at work. And all of a sudden the wife says, oh, look at this young man. And basically she says, lay with me. Um, in verse 8, look at Joseph. It says, but he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me in the house. My master does not know what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. So he says, man, my master doesn't even know the going-ons of this house. He's given all the responsibility to me. He says, there is no one greater in this house than me, nor has he kept back anything from me but you. He's like, he's given me everything, but you're his wife. And then he goes, because you're his wife. He goes, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? I love the fact that he doesn't say and sin against you. So he's like, not only do I respect my master because he's given me everything that I have, he's given me full responsibility, but I'm not going to do this and sin against God. He goes, I'm not going to do this against my God. In verse 10, it says, so it was as, as she spoke to Joseph day by day that he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. So this was a daily thing. She was just like being a cougar. Just on him, on him, on him, on, on him. You know what I mean? And just, just there. In verse 10, it says, so it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day that he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. Verse 11, but it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work. And none of the men of the house were inside. So everybody is outside. Everybody's doing work outside. Verse 13. So it was when she saw that he had left his garment in her. Wait. Let me back up. And so it was when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled outside. Wait. Oh, I skipped the verse. That's why I was confused. Sorry. Um, verse 12. It says, so he's in the house, all the men are outside, that she caught him by his garment, saying, lie with me. So she grabbed him. And, um, but he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. So she grabbed a part of his garment, and he's like, man, I'm out of here. And he took off, but left that in her hand. And so it was. When she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled outside, she called to the men of her house and spoke to them, saying, See, see, he has, um, he has brought in to us a Hebrew to mock us. He came in to me to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. So all of a sudden, she was pursuing him over and over and over and over. But he runs off this time. All the men are outside, grabs his garment. And now she has something to accuse now. And she's like, look, look at this. He, he, he came to mock us. He's making fun of us. He thinks he can do whatever he wants here. You know, and she cried out. So she kept his garment with her until his master came home. Um, cool. I'm going to pause here, guys. This right here can make or break you. Um, as a believer, there is no reason for you to be somewhere with the opposite sex by yourself. There is no reason. I don't care who you are. 
There's no reason for it. Here's the thing. You might have good intentions, but only God knows the hearts of the intentions of somebody else. You don't. You don't know the intentions of somebody. You don't, you don't know the intentions of somebody else watching. You know, so it's like Joseph found himself in the house because he, he was working. But there was no other person, no other witness, no other nothing. So now it's between a slave and basically the queen of the house. Who are people going to believe? Yep. You know, and, and you're going to find yourself caught up. That's why in ministry for myself, um, I won't meet a woman by myself. I, I won't do it. You know, I won't do it. I won't do it in public. I won't do it anywhere. I'm not going to go and somebody calls and says, oh, I'm having problems, or especially if they're having problems with their husband. I'm not going to meet you for coffee. That ain't, <laughs> I'm sorry. It ain't going to happen. You know, and um, so Joseph was in a really bad position here. You know, and, and it's, so anytime, guys, do not do that. There is, it's gone as far as I've heard some pastors, they get glass offices. The ones that the, 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 they get their church built, they will literally make the offices all glass. You know how sometimes, you, I've seen those like in stores and stuff or office buildings, yeah. office buildings <laughs> where it's like, there ain't no, what are they called? Blinds here, no curtains, no nothing. You know what I mean? So... Uh, because even in the workplace, you know, what do they call sexual harassment? And I mean, yeah. all kinds of stuff happens at, at workplaces. Um, somebody could be disgruntled yeah. and go into somebody's office. You know how easy it is to to say, oh, they tried this or they tried that. So that's why even even in the business world, they're like, man, I'm not putting no currents. I'm not putting nothing. Whatever happens here, there's like 10 people walking around, yeah. you know. the same same gender i think it's always important to have um that's another, true too it, it's always important to have another person there yeah um yeah. because then then things can become he say she say or, mm -hmm. or you always have to have um someone else there i think it's it's very very important to always yeah. have a second person there yeah you know and, and all it takes is somebody's accusation that's yeah. all it takes. Let's say nothing even did happen. But all it takes is an accusation. Yeah. And now you, now that person has put complete doubt on your whole testimony and your whole walk yeah. because of an accusation, whether it's true or not. Very true, yeah. And it could damage, man. And that stuff won't go away ever. You know, and, and that's why it's like you got to be really careful. You know, and I know Joseph didn't have that choice. He was a slave. You know, he had to work. He had to do what he was doing. But I'm not saying Joseph did wrong. What I'm saying is that just looking at it, we have to focus that on us and, and just make sure, you know, of, of um, just be careful. We got to just be very, very careful, you know. And um, so basically she, she held on to the garment until Potiphar came. She's like, if I can't have you, yeah. You know, and um, so in verse uh, 16, so she kept his garment with her until his master came home. So he comes home, says, then she spoke to him with words like these, saying, the Hebrew servant who you brought to us came into me to mock me. Mm. 
So it happened as I lifted my voice. In other words, she goes, as I started screaming and cried out that he left his garment with me and he fled outside. Lying to her husband. So it was when his master heard the words which his wife spoke to him, saying, your servant did to me after this manner, that is that his anger was aroused. You know, and it's like, so here, well, who's, who's he going to believe? A Hebrew slave or his wife? Nobody wants to think that of their significant other. Nobody wants to think that of their husband or their wife. Nobody wants that. So it's easier to blame this Hebrew slave. And, and he got mad. He got angry because you got to understand, he's like, I put him in charge of everything. I fed him good, gave him the best bedroom, got him the nicest bed, gave him everything, all responsibility, and this is what he does to me? In verse 20, Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in the prison. So this gives us another insight that Potiphar was um, like a warden of the prison. He actually was in charge of the prisoners of Pharaoh. So again, we kind of get more picture of who, what kind of man Potiphar was. Uh, so he put him into prison. But look what it says in verse 21. It says, but the Lord was with Joseph. There it is again. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. And he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. <laughs> so he has favor in Potiphar's house. Now they take him to the prison and he gets favor with the CO. <laughs> God gives him favor. So again, this is a second time that reminds us that the Lord was with Joseph. And he, he had mercy on him, guys. You know, so it's like, a lot of times, you know, our situation might not be so great. There's those times where, I ain't going to lie, man. And, and there was a time, especially a few years ago, where sometimes we had a scrounge change for gas just to get here for Sunday service. And I wasn't going to speak that up there. I wasn't going to say that. I'm not going to play the smallest violin for me, you know. But it's like, you know, what's crazy is, is there's times where the Lord had mercy. Like literally, I remember one time. We had enough gas to get here. Not here, the other building. And um, I'm like, I don't know how we're going to get home. I have no idea how we're going to get home, but we're going to get there and have service. And I remember Brother Dale walked up to me. <laughs> I out of nowhere. And he goes, hey, Pastor, Pastor, before service started. And I'm like, yeah. Because sometimes he's long-winded. And I'm like, man, service is going to start right now, you know. <laughs> and um, he goes, no, no. He goes, I got some for you. And he he goes, here's 20 for gas, here's 20 for lunch for you, and here's 20 for lunch for Sharon. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. You know? And, and, and that, he's like, I was like, what's this for? He goes, I don't know. The Lord just told me. See? Those are the mercies of God. Yeah. Those are the mercies of God. And, and um, he had no idea. I think I might have, we might have told him later, you know, yeah. but. And, he, and he's done that a few times. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that was, that was crazy, you know, yeah. but. Trying to finish up this chapter here. It said, The Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. And he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Verse 22. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand 
All the prisoners who were in the prison, whatever they did there, it was his doing. He just became the head, the head trustee of the whole prison. <laughs> in the last verse, the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. There it is a third time. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. So no matter what, no matter what this world put Joseph in a situation, God still blessed him in that situation. And if he did it for him, he can do it for us. If he did it for him, he could do it for you. In your situation, God is going to bless you. You know, and, and that's just the, and that's the true sense of the word blessing. It's, it doesn't mean he's going to drop a million dollar check on you. You know, it's just, that's just the way it is. Like, for instance, um, you, you guys sell phones. Those, you know, guys, those booths, those Obama phones, people call them. And somebody else might might be like man they're out there in a tent doing this and that but i guarantee you i don't know this i haven't asked them but i feel like you guys probably get rid of more phones than anybody else because god's gonna bless you in what you're doing yeah. you know and, and i don't know i, I just feel like well, like well, well there, there's times where, where where we were at the spot where you're talking about like man because sometimes it goes up and down on the yeah. phones and i'm like how am i going to meet my rent my part you know and God always makes a way, man. Yeah. Always makes a way. Every time. Sometimes Every. we won't get rid of not two phones, but we bought three to the Lord. Yeah. 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 Amen. So we got If we don't get rid of two phones, we get something for the Lord today. Yeah. And it's a blessing, bro. And it always comes around a it different comes, way. It comes right back. The things of God comes around a different, different yeah. way, you know. Yeah. And yes. so. You're right. You know, I, I hope that. As we're closing this up, I don't know if there's any questions or remarks, but I hope this was really encouraging to you. This is a very, today. very encouraging chapter. What, babe? There hasn't been any questions. No? Today. Okay, good. Hopefully they're just entranced with the story <laughs> of <laughs> chapter 39. You know, um, I think it's, it's, I hope you guys are just feeling encouraged right now. Amen. You know, because no matter what, it said three times that God was with Joseph and in, in the flesh, it doesn't look good. Dude, you got sold, you know, and, and you got accused, and you got thrown in prison. But each of those times, it says God is with him, God is with him, God is with him, God had mercy on him. Yes. So a lot of times, in the spiritual sense, your standing with God might be different than what you're seeing in your surroundings and in your life. Yes. And I think we have to remember that, because it's really easy to live by what you see, yeah. you know, and um, rather than what is truly happening in a spiritual sense, yes. Yes. you know, we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes. We walk by faith, not by sight. You know, and that's so important because if we just see, if we go by what we see, sometimes the situations don't look so good. Mm -hmm. That's why we walk by faith. You know, and um, hopefully you guys are encouraged. Huh? No, no, no questions. Amen. Ask them if they have any questions. Any any questions? Any statements before we we wrap this up? Because we're done with chapter thirty nine. Yeah. Uh, that was a beautiful chapter. Sharon has been wanting me to do the story of Joseph for a while. Long time. At first, she wanted me to do it in devotional, and I'm like, well, that would be 
that's like 12 chapters. I can't do 12 chapters in devotional. And I didn't want to cheapen it. Remember? I was like, I can't do this in 40 minutes. I, there's, it's so rich, you know? Um, so I know she's like really happy that... Um, they were finally I remember. Doing I remember. I did a, a sermon on Joseph like nine years ago at a church back yeah. in SoCal. It's so hard. Like it has to be a sermon yeah. series to yeah. really, really dive in, you know. And even then, that, that's, that's hard. I think this is the best way to do it. Story. Like this is through Bible study and just take our time. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised we finished a chapter. You know, but Amen. we're gonna just read through the story. We're going to read through the story as long as it takes. And so I think it's rich it's and it's amazing. beautiful, you know. Amen. So nothing? No questions? No nothing? So we can... No. Okay. Amen. All right, guys. We're going to pray out. And um, so thank you. Every single Wednesday, chap I mean, uh, part three of Joseph is next Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Uh, please, guys, uh, real quick, if you get, if you're on Facebook and you see the event, there's a button that says interested. Please hit that. It lets, it, it just lets people know people are going. And the more people, the more of you that would hit interested or, or going, because if you actually hit the interested button, it, it opens up to interested, going, or maybe. You know, if you click that, it, it just encourages other people because other people see an event if they're like, Man, there's 60 people that are going to watch this. It makes them want to watch it too. So if you do get it on Facebook, make sure you're hit going. If you're on YouTube, I schedule it beforehand. You know why? That way you can get that and actually share it. Now you have, it's like giving a flyer to somebody saying, hey man, come to this Bible study. So if you see that schedule on YouTube, you can share that to whoever you want. And now they have something tangible to look at and they have the link. So that way, when it comes on, you know, um, they'll get a, a notification if they if they click on it. So that helps. Every every little bit helps because I think everybody here watching knows somebody that needed to hear this today. You know, so. Um, all right, Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for this Bible study. I thank you for the people that we prayed for in the beginning of Bible study. I thank you for each and every person that's here and also those that are in Facebook and on YouTube watching this or those that are watching this in the future, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, and thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your favor. We thank you because in the same way you're with Joseph, we know that you're with us because you say, Lord God, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And we just thank you. Bless us in our situations that we're in. Help us to see things in the spiritual sense. Because sometimes the thing we see in the physical doesn't look so good. But help us change our perspective, Lord, to see things differently, to see things through your eyes. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. All right, guys. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for hanging out. And that's it.